Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis. I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching and the co-founder of the Journal That Talks Back. You have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast with my awesome, amazing, and incredible daughter and co-host, Fernie Kotliar. Fernie, welcome. Hello. These introductions. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you. How's it going? What's up? What's new? What's happening? Good. I'm excellent. I am in Montreal for the weekend, uh-huh. um, spending time with my awesome, amazing, and incredible boyfriend. So I'm happy. Happy Fernie means happy Kim. So good. Good. Are you doing anything exciting this weekend? Actually, yeah. For New Year's, he bought us a helicopter ride. Um over the city. So we're going to do that tomorrow, which I'm really looking forward to. You're doing it tomorrow? Yeah. Before you come back? Yeah. Oh, exciting. So not <laughs> everybody, not everybody loves helicopter rides. So I hope for you it's smooth sailing all the way. I hope so too. I'll make sure to take a gravel beforehand. I think that's a good idea. All right. So what are we discussing today? So today I wanted to talk about practical tips for networking. Um, I know that in my industry and academia, people aren't always the most socially fluid. They don't necessarily feel that comfortable talking to people, talking to random strangers, maybe in other sectors it's easier, Uh, but just practical tips for kind of getting to know people and kind of having that in in their back pocket uh, when you're looking for jobs or whatever it may be. Um, I think it's relevant for, for everyone. Okay. So um, I don't know if you know, but in the olden days, many, many years ago, uh, I was probably one of the best networkers a person could find. Um, So much so. Have things changed? I've lost my edge. Um, (laughs) But um, so much so that I won an award for being one of the 50 most influential women in the real estate industry. Really? Uh, When were you in the real estate industry? (laughs) <laughs> I, uh, I, we had a product that we built called the real estate. Ah, yes. And the real estate simulator was, uh, an assessment that we used to help the real estate industry with their recruiting retention and training of their real estate professionals or real estate agents. Uh, so I used to go to every single event known to men uh, in the real estate industry, all the conferences, and I used to have a trade show booth. I used to try to get speaking engagements, uh, but, you know, I would walk down the hall and I would know everybody. And, wow. you know, it, it was incredible. It was a, it's interesting because just the other day I had a speaking engagement at Weeby. Uh, Weeby is a women's business enterprise. And I knew a lot of people, but it reminded me of the real estate days when Seems my networking it. skills were on, on fire. <laughs> and I, I was I was with Jonathan, who is my co-founder uh, with the journal that talks back. And uh, I told him I feel like an older, sorrier, sadder version of myself. But oh, I was no. still pretty good. Oh, yeah. I was like, it used to be amazing. But let me give you some practical skills, some practical right. tips. So the Love first them. thing you want to do is you want to know who's going to be there. Oh, I really That's thought it. you were going to say put on makeup. <laughs> that's a good idea too but not for everybody look look good yeah okay sorry. yeah you gotta look good sure for <laughs> absolutely but before you look good you got to figure out who's going to be there and so it's really important for you to look at the agenda look at the event understand 
Who are the sponsors? Who are the speakers? Who are the attendees? Who are the critical players? And you could generally extract that by looking at the um, like the event agenda, uh, looking at the website, looking at the sponsor page, looking at even some of the articles that may have been written around the subject. If there are pre-event podcasts, you want to pay attention to who's speaking on those podcasts, what they're speaking about. So you want to pick out some critical names, understand who they are, what they do, and why you might want to get to know them. So number one is get to know the lay of the land. Number two is now we have the capacity to reach out to these people on LinkedIn and get connected to them even before the event. So it's really a good idea to find, you know, create a list of your key players go to LinkedIn and then, uh, you know, make a contact with these people with a message that says, hey, I'm really looking forward to meeting you at this event, or I'm really looking, I'm going to be attending your speaking engagement or your, your presentation. Can't wait to hear what you, you know, what you have to say about X, Y, or Z. Um, in some cases, you might say, hey, now I have a few questions for you. Would you be okay to meet for a few minutes after your speaking engagement? Whatever it is, right? Like, so what you're doing is you're connecting, you're making them know your name, you're making them see your face even before you get there. So you're you're making a, a connection ahead of time. Uh, ideally, you're setting up appointments, mm. right? So you might reach out to them and say, hey, you know, do you have a few minutes for me? Can we you know, meet up for coffee. Um, I want to share something I'm working on, or I want to ask you about your initiative with X, Y, or Z, or I'd really learn, like to learn about how you achieve this and this and that, whatever it is, doesn't really matter. Okay. okay. So, yep. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, I was going to ask about kind of power dynamics. So like what I'm familiar with is kind of academic conferences. Um, but I, I'm sure that it applies in a lot of industries in the sense that like if you're a student, you're a new student, let's say first, second year PhD, and you're reaching out to professors or postdocs, people who are really influential in the field, who have written papers that you read on a regular basis, yeah. how do you kind of get over that hump of feeling like, why would they want to talk to me? I'm just a student. Um, I you know, don't have anything really to contribute. I don't know what to say to them. Um, like, so I think... Yeah. So I, I think that one of the things that I used to go in with, and I was in a very similar position because I was young at the time and I wanted the attention of specific brokers because those people were my target clients. And I was, you know, a salesperson. What do, what do they want for me? Right. And so what you want to do is say, hey, I read your article about X, Y, and Z on the subject of, and I'd really like to learn about whatever, or I'd love for you to share with me how you achieved. And so the focus is on them. It's not mm -hmm. on you. Yeah. But even if you're like, you know, uh, someone like a young person trying to talk to someone who has like a 50 year career, who is top at the top spectrum, like if they're giving a presentation, they're like the keynote speaker. Um, I'm sure they'd be filled with appointments. How do you don't assume that actually? Don't assume that. That's not actually true. Well, and I will tell you something else. Enthusiasm beats everything. So go in prepared. Know who you're targeting. Know something about them. Know who they are. 
what they belong to, what they've done, what they've achieved, what matters to them. Go in prepared and understand enthusiasm, energy is always attractive, especially when you're enthusiastic about their work. Mm, Yeah. So how do you know that you're prepared enough? There's no such thing as enough. I mean, you can never be prepared enough. So we're not trying to get prepared all the way to the end of the world of preparation. We're trying to know enough to have a conversation Mm. to say, I learned X, Y, and Z about you. That's really interesting to me. Here's why. Here's what I'm working on. And here's what I'd love to learn about you. And you're, you're going in asking questions. You're interested. You're curious. You know, so let's go one step further. Again, enthusiasm is really, really critical, especially when you're going to an event and you can identify, pre-identify the people you want to talk to. But let's say that's not the case. Let's say you can't pre-identify. Let's say, you know, you're invited to some networking event and nobody tells you who's going to be there in advance because that happens all the time, right? So now Mm -hmm. what do you do? A lot of people feel uncomfortable about that. They're like, well, who do I talk to? How do I approach people? What kind of conversation do I have? Uh, You know, and everybody, the concept is everybody has an agenda and everybody's there to sell their own idea or their own product or their own, right? And so what I want you to do is think, what would be a win for me? What would be a win for me? And a win might be to connect with one person whereby you have a follow-up meeting, a follow-up coffee date, a follow-up Zoom conversation, one meeting that has a follow-up. So now how do you get that done? How do you get that done? And you know, we often think that we go to a networking event to share with people what we're up to so that they get become interested in us. And I want you to reverse the intention. Okay, so when you go to a networking event, the idea is to be interested in them, interested in whatever they're struggling with, interested in whatever they're working on, interested in their projects, interested in their objectives, their goals. Because if I can help them with their objectives and goals, now I have value. Mm. But I can't do that unless I learn what their objectives and goals are. Absolutely. So for me, for example, we're doing a lot of work in the area of recruiting and retention right? You know, the journal that talks back is a huge component of helping young people deal with their emotional volatility, which exists, uh, and is a huge source of departures. That's why people leave. You know, they, they experience friction and they feel super uncomfortable. So it's easier for them to just quit or something they perceive is a wrongdoing to them. They just quit. Uh, you know, find so another job. they just go find another job or they're afraid to ask for a raise. So they just quit. So there's all these emotionally triggered reasons why people are leaving organizations. And the journal that talks back is there to circumvent that, to help young people approach or deal with these emotionally triggered events in a more appropriate way. So I have a solution, I think, that will mitigate some of the, not all, but some of the uh, departures we're seeing, the huge amount of turnover we're seeing in organizations. But I don't know if that's a problem for everybody. So I might go into a room and say, hey, like, tell me about what it's been like for you this past couple of years uh, with with uh, recruiting and retention. Is that an issue for you? Well, tell me what you've been seeing. Tell me where the struggle is. Tell me what you've been trying for recruiting. But then what are you seeing with respect to 
turnover? Why are people leaving? And then I'm, and so the person's telling me about what's going on for them, why it's a problem, what their recruiting goals might be, right? So they're sharing their story with me. And then I might say, well, I might have something that could help you. Would you be open to a follow-up conversation? And then they might say yes or no. So the key right? is but, that you're looking to hear other people's stories and see if it matches with, with you rather than tell everybody your story for them to decide whether it matches with them. So you kind of hold the power a little bit more. Well, it's not well. about power. It's about I'm not shoving my ideas down anybody's throat until it has relevance. You know, if I can serve somebody, I will. And if not, that's okay too. I can still connect with people. And by the way, connections are a very interesting thing because you could connect with someone who is not your target at all, Mm -hmm. who could be a colleague, who could be the gateway for a new introduction, right? So uh, like years and years ago, when I first started Frame of Mind Coaching, I went to an event and I had a friend there. She wasn't like, I wasn't trying to sell anything to her, but she was a friend, right? I knew her from a long time ago. She wasn't a buyer or or anything like that. But, you know, we hung out because it was fun and she was like a cool person. And, uh, you know, we were walking down the street and she introduced me to someone who then became a client. Mm. You know, hey, Dave, you need to meet Kim. You know, I know that you're looking for a coach. You should talk to Kim. Oh, right. So, nice. so, and that's the other component of networking is to, is to make friends, is to build a, a world where people know what you're up to and can lean on you, even if there's no hidden agenda. Like, again, another example, you know, yesterday, or was it yesterday? Two days ago, I was at this Weeby conference. Great. I found a whole bunch of people I know. And then I left the conference. And shortly after that, I got a message from, you know, a good friend of mine who was still at the conference saying, hey, I just spoke to this woman from this organization and she really needs your services. Hmm, Very nice. Right. So you should connect with her. Okay, great. So networking is about opening doors, even if you don't think the door is necessarily relevant. So you're there with excitement, enthusiasm, openness, warmth, engagement. You're not there bored going, oh, nobody can help me. This is stupid. I'm just going to lean against the wall. <clears throat> well, I think have a drink. kind of one of the criticisms that I've heard of networking that people kind of don't like about it is this idea that, as you mentioned, everyone seems to have an agenda. Yeah. So like coming in with that, this this perception that everybody ha- wants something from me, they all want me to buy something, they all want something from me. Um, it feels for a lot of people negative, and I guess kind of not manipulative, but I, I don't know what the right word is to to express that feeling. So, how do you get over that emotional hump? First of all, it is comes- it okay to have an agenda? Of course, it's okay to have an agenda. Everybody's there to achieve a certain specific goal. What if we could help people achieve their goals? So instead of ducking from somebody's agenda, we say, hey, what's your goal here? Maybe I can help you achieve it. I don't know if I'm your target market, but I know a lot of people. Maybe I can introduce you to the right people. What's your agenda? Now it's on the table. It's not so hidden. You don't have to like hide from it. You know, so ask people, help people reach their goals. That is the epitome of networking right there. 
If you're a person who can help others reach their goals, you're the queen of networking. (laughs) Is that the top number one secret? Number one secret, help people reach their goals, help people connect with other people that they're looking to connect, connect with. Um, So know everybody. Yeah, fair enough. And so, uh, what, so we, we kind of tackled the issue of this agenda, but what if now you're like, okay, I'm ready to help people, but I'm just not a social person. Like I just, too many people stress me out. I don't know what to say. This is awkward. I don't know how to to say anything. Don't say anything. Don't come in with a script, go in with curiosity. But I guess there's this idea that questions may come naturally to some people like you, maybe me, but they don't come naturally to everybody. Conversations. So so go in prepared, write down 10 questions that you can go in with. Learn your questions. But I guess it's, it's more of the idea of feeling uncomfortable. It's like, you are a very social person. You are good with people. And so Going to networking events is easy for you, but what about people who have anxiety, social anxiety, whatever it may be that kind of emotionally hinder them from being excited, being at ease? How do we kind of get over this or not necessarily get over, but what's a tool to kind of deal with this discomfort? I think like we're talking about networking, like, you know, killing it at networking and how you go in. And maybe what we need to do is for the person who feels completely uncomfortable and socially, what did you call it? Socially anxious, anxious. Then what we do is we, we create a different goal for that person. And the different goal for that person might be, Hey, your goal in this session is to meet one person and say, hello. And just say, you know, like, what company are you with? Oh, are you in this department? I am too. Right. So it's to make one connection. It's to like practice the process of saying hello and introducing yourself and asking about another person. Okay. Very nice. Right. So, so we're lowering the, the requirement per se for someone who's socially anxious. And so we're, uh, what we're doing is we're changing what is a win for each Mm. person. Yeah. Right. So for me, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the best networking I could do is actually being on stage. So, right. So people can hear what I have to say and they know who I am and, you know, there's, they can make a decision about whether or not there's a match. I mean, it's not ideal actually, because then they have to come and approach me. (laughs) Right. But at least I'm speaking to many people at once. That's true. Yeah. So hitting a big target. Right. But but that's not that that's not necessarily the goal for everybody. Yeah. You know, the goal for another person could be, hey, you're sitting in an event, you're listening to a speaker, just say hello to the person sitting beside you. You could say something like, Hey, the coffee's good, right? You know, like something really simple just to open that door. It doesn't even have to be work related. You could say, I love your shoes. <laughs> that's a good one. Easy. Right? Easy easy it doesn't have to be like super super uh strategic it just doesn't be warm be friendly um connect with people on a human level like again the other day i was at i was at i was at this event and i saw this woman's hair was like one piece was on the other side right (laughs) it was misplaced 
And so I just reached up and fixed her hair. So what did I do? I just stepped into her world. I stepped, right? I stepped into her world and I'm, and I'm, I connected with her on a personal level to make sure she looks good at this event. Did she appreciate it? Of course. That's good. Of course. (laughs) So if we were to kind of sum up this idea of top few networking tips, um, from what I gather, kind of number one is to come in prepared if possible, Uh, get to know the players, get to know the field, uh, see who's who and what's what so you know who you want to talk to. Um, And number two, big tip number two is to see who you can help. That's the goal rather than kind of the other way around of who can help me. I mean, I guess it's a similar question, but framed in a different way. Um, And and then change your goals based on you as a person. You don't have to have the same goals as everybody around you. So if networking may not be for you, take baby steps, meet one person um, and, and accomplish that goal. So you nailed it. That's it. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I think this was really, really helpful. It's totally practical, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, For those of you who are listening, if you're uncomfortable with networking, I hope you pick something up from this podcast. And if there's something else going on in your life where you're like, hey, I really need to achieve this goal and I'm struggling to achieve it and I could use some help, then go to Frame of Mind Coaching, set up some time to talk, And let's discuss that problem. We're happy, happy to help you in any way we can. It's frameofmindcoaching.com. Fernie, how do people reach you if they want to share with you a subject that we should maybe cover on our podcast? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Any ideas are more than welcome. So please email me at ferniecotliar at live.com. That's F-E-R-N-E-K-O-T-L-Y-A-R at live.com. And I am Kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. We will see you next week. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.